Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital book, Understanding Your Dreams, where you can find my other media and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now here's today's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Life Without Baggage. I'm in the series on sharpening your coping skills. Today, I'm going to be talking about some strategies to help you grow through loss and depression. So before we get into today's episode, if you have any questions for me, any topics you'd like me to address at some point in the future, I would love to hear from you or any reactions to episodes. Again, I would love to get your feedback. I'm going to ask also, if you're not already following or subscribing to this podcast, would you do that for me? Whatever your platform allows you to do. You probably know about my free ebook called Understanding Your Dreams. There's a link in each episode that you can follow and request your digital copy. So let's get into today's episode. First, let me say that if you are prone to depression, if you're sensitive to loss, then there's a depth to your personality that is actually a good thing. It's just that we don't want to get stuck in those places. We want to have strategies to move through it. And so I just want to say, don't despise that part of you if you're sensitive, if you are very in tune with other people, if your relationships are important to you, accept that as a good thing. But we want to talk about some strategies so that you don't get weighed down too often with the ups and downs in life. So I'm going to talk about some practical steps that people can take when they've gone through a loss, some form of rejection, even if you're prone to depression. And again, this is from my book, Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness, Keys to Break Free. Today, we're going to talk about some of those keys. So it's important to have supports. If you have a good friend you can talk to that isn't judgmental, that's fantastic. That can help you through the process. Usually, a friend will kind of help you see blind spots. If you don't have somebody like that, there's a lot of support groups, whether it's uh, groups like uh, grief care, grief support, uh, divorce recovery. There's a lot of groups that will help you if you've been through a loss. There are oftentimes supports within like funeral homes or they can steer you towards one so that you have people to talk to as you go through your loss. Also, sometimes depending on what depending on what's happening with you, you don't want to rush yourself. 
But sometimes it's good to volunteer because when we volunteer, it helps us get outside of ourselves. It helps us give back to invest in other people. And part of being balanced, part of being whole is that we're not just taking, we're not just thinking about what we need or what's bothering us, but we're investing in other people. We're investing in God's kingdom, like we talked about in the episode with Shana Rattler about realigning the world with God's purpose. We, we don't want to lose sight of our purpose while we're going through whatever loss or rejection or grief that we need to walk through. So think about being connected in a Bible study, in a church, in a book club, in a 12-step group, something at at the YMCA or other community groups where you can connect with other people, where you can give and receive support. And when we don't feel so alone, sometimes it's easier to move through things. If there were things you did in the past to help yourself when difficult things happen, think about too, what did you do before that helped you? If if there wasn't anything that you can point to and you just kind of endured it until it was over, I've got some steps. Now, I mentioned frequently that we are body, soul, and spirit. So you want to take steps that take care of yourself in each of these categories. Each of us is better at one than the other, but they all need attention. So if you treat every problem as, well, I need to pray more, that may or may not work because we are body, soul, and spirit. So if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're having too much sugar, if you're having too much coffee, then those kinds of things are going to interfere with our coping, with being as healthy as possible. You want to get some exercise, some regular exercise. All of those things are important to help us function, to release the the natural chemicals in our brain that help us feel good. You hear me talk about the importance of journaling. It helps us recognize our negative thoughts, and that way we can recognize how to interrupt any repetitive negative things we say to ourselves, any mindsets where we are taking like, well, this is never going to get better. There's something wrong with me. The the garbage that people say to themselves. And I'm going to remind you, anything you wouldn't say to a friend, you shouldn't be saying to yourself. So you want to notice that negative self-talk. This is never going to get better there's something wrong with me, whatever that is, you want to address it. And I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. Watch the expectations you have of yourself and of other people. If you're expecting yourself to be strong all the time and not be affected by the things that happen in life, that's not realistic. That's perfectionistic, really. And so you want to give yourself permission, respect your emotional side. If you've been through a loss, if there's a lot of things changing, if you don't feel as connected and secure in a particular relationship like you used to, give yourself permission to take care of yourself, to maybe expand some of your coping skills so that you can grow and move forward and be stronger and not just wait for something to change. 
if you tend to be a little too dependent on other people for your sense of well-being, then you want to adjust your ability to take care of yourself, to validate yourself, to affirm yourself. I have a video I talked about building self-confidence. So I'll put a link for that if that's something you have trouble with. But when we're excessively relying on other people for our sense of well-being to tell us that we're doing a good job, that we matter, we all need some of that. But you probably know if you're a little too dependent on others to provide that for you. And if that person isn't available, if that person is gone, then we need to learn how to do that for ourselves a little bit more. We still need God. We still need other people. But we want to be able also to nurture ourselves. I want to mention here also, along with the idea of being involved with other people and knowing what has helped us in the past, it's very valuable to have a hobby, to have some kind of recreation that just helps you kind of rejuvenate Uh, If you think about the life of Jesus, we think about him preaching and teaching and and, uh, healing people, but he also spent time with friends. There's a, a number of accounts where he would go to the house of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And I'm, I'm guessing that Martha cooked for Jesus based on one of the accounts. So you want to have ways that you have hobbies, where you have leisure, ideally if you can connect with people, if that's, if you're not connected enough. But some ideas about that are people garden, they sew, they do woodworking, they do crafts. If your kids are little, maybe you can color with them, get your own adult coloring book. There's plenty of those out there now. You can do puzzles, but there's lots of ways that people take care of themselves, rejuvenate. And oftentimes if your hobby is creative and you've written something, you've painted something, then you have kind of a lasting memory or something even as a gift you can give to other people. But hobbies are a gift we give to ourselves and we we need those. It helps us stay in balance. Balance is really important. Another idea connected to how to grow through loss or rejection is at, at some point, we, we, you know that I'm saying we need to take care of ourselves. We need to give ourselves permission to simplify our lives as we grieve, as we go through any kind of loss or change or death. But at the same time, there comes a point where maybe you know, you know, it, it's maybe time for me to take something back. Let me give you an example. I went through a very uh, kind of, for me, earth-shattering loss about a year ago. And I stopped doing a lot of the things that I loved. I needed to do that for a while. But then there was a point where I decided I need to take some of this back. So one of the things I needed to take back is pickleball. You've heard me talk about that a lot, that that's one of my hobbies. It's a great source of exercise. It's a good way to be around people. I came to a point where I I realized I need to take that back. So I coached myself. I said, okay, I'm just going to go for a little while. It's going to be kind of hard, 
but I love this and I need it. So it took a little while, but I started to rebuild the time I gave to pickleball. I made fewer and fewer comparisons about how things used to be, and I moved forward. And now it's a great source of joy to me again. So we need to recognize when it's time to take something back. We may need to eliminate certain things or give away certain things when you're ready that tie you to the past in a way that isn't good for you. We don't want to live in the past. We can enjoy happy memories, but you need to kind of judge when is it time to let something go? When is it time to put something new in its place? A support group, a hobby. We, we need to respect the process and then do the things for ourselves that help us grow, that help us deepen, that help us move forward. And I'm just going to remind you that our relationship with God can be an important part of how we move forward. The more that you're able to treat your time with the Lord as time where you are with another person person, so to speak, where you're enjoying time with him, where he's enjoying his time with you, and you treat it more like a relational opportunity to be with someone who loves you, who wants to tell you good things, who will give you wisdom and strategies and and reassure you of your value and worth. The more that we look at our time with God, our time in his presence as we pray and as we read his word, unhurried time to drink in his presence, to drink in his promises, then that will help us continue to grow and heal and deepen our our strength at the core of our being. Also, the more that we know God's word and can decree his promises. You know how when you're climbing a mountain, if you, well, I don't climb mountains, but if you've watched people that climb, they put in these, I guess they're nails or something where they they pound it into the rock and then they have something to hold them so they can move up and then they do it again and they can move up. Well, the word of God is like that. We may feel like something is insurmountable, but when we continue to use God's promises as this is what I'm hanging on to, and this is going to take me up higher, we need to do it consistently. The, The verses I've used in the last year or so is Psalm 23, you restore my soul. And I've decreed it over myself. Lord, you say you restore my soul. I thank you. You are restoring me from this loss. There also is a verse, Psalm 27, verse 13. I posted it on my social media at one point that says, I will again see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I made a poster for myself and I I put it in my home office so that I could look at that. And I decreed it over myself for months, that I use that as my anchor to get to go higher and higher out of the sadness, out of the loss, into a new place. So we can use God's presence. We can use God's word to help us go higher. You also want to think about the music you listen to. I spend most of my listening time 
on music that either is instrumental, that's peaceful, or music that that celebrates God's goodness, or music that uh, decrees God's truth. Those things will help us stay in a positive place. As human beings, we have tendencies to kind of drift into more negative places. So there's things you can do, whether depression or loss is new for you, or whether it's been a chronic problem for you. There are steps we can take. There's activities we can build into our way of doing life that takes us forward and where we don't wait for other people or our circumstances to make us feel better. So we want to be careful when there's been a loss, when there's been rejection, if you have tendencies towards depression. The tendency is to be very self-critical, to be negative, especially of ourselves, of our future. We have to watch those mindsets. The Bible tells us to take every thought captive. So we can't just push those out of our brain. That The brain doesn't work that way. We want to replace them. You can journal the negative thoughts so that you recognize them. And then you want to replace them with something positive. I have a lot of my clients write down or I write down for them some positive things to say to themselves when they start going into that negative place or to build new train tracks in the brain with things that are more positive. I'll, um, I'll have a link for my video on obsessive thinking, but we want to recognize it, interrupt it, and replace it. So instead of saying there's something wrong with me, we can say, this was disappointing, but there are people who love me and I am a valuable person. Instead of saying, this is what's always going to happen, we can say, I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to take steps so that I look out for myself in a more balanced way. Or I'm happy for that time in my life and there will be good times again. Another negative thought that often goes through people's minds is it's useless. It's useless to try. It's never going to get better. And the replacement thought for that is I can take one step at a time as I move forward. So those are some suggestions, some practical strategies of ways to grow through loss, through rejection, or any tendencies towards depression. So let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you restore our souls, that you heal the brokenhearted, that you are the source of resurrection life. So I decree that resurrection life into this person's heart, their mind, even their bodies, to know you at a deeper level, to walk in joy and in freedom and in power, that you do not give us a spirit of fear, you give us power, love, and a sound mind. Help this person see one thing they can do so that they can follow you into a better place, one step at a time, on that path of life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend. Talk to you next time.